0: Kelly from the spunky coconut.com. And today I'm really excited. I'm here with my friend Ricky from Diet, Dessert, and Dogs.com. Ricky is the author of Sweet Freedom, one of only three cookbooks that is recommended by Ellerin DeGeneres on her website.
1: Hi Ricky! Hey Kelly, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me on this call.
0: I'm so as, excited.
1: As, as I was saying, like I'm I'm so technologically challenged. <laughs> this is my first Skype call ever. I'm so excited.
0: That's how I was when I first, you know, met, I'm putting met in air quotes, Shirley, because uh she had has that awesome group in Virginia that she runs and they asked me to do a Skype presentation like for the group. Oh, cool. And I was like, "Skype? What's Skype?" <laughs>
1: exactly so it was my first time using it also so I'm thrilled it works and you were just reminding me I was trying to think of when like we haven't actually met either but when did I first sort of become familiar with your blog and when did I get to know you and I I couldn't remember exactly when I mean it feels like a long time (laughs) it
0: has been a while
1: definitely because I I I reviewed your book and you reviewed mine and we did some giveaways Yeah. So uh, yeah, at least a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I just, as you know, because I said it in my review, I do. I love both of your books. I um, love yours also. Oh, thank
0: you. Yeah. It's it's hard to find someone so similar in style. We have very similar style.
1: I, I think so. Yeah. And you know, like ever since I changed my diet in two thousand and nine, I think even more similar. Like, uh huh. Um, because I I I am trying. Lately, I've been trying even to uh, cut out a lot of beans and, um, sorry, not beans, carbs. and using more beans. Oh. And, yeah, so of course I thought of you.
0: <laughs> oh, you have to try the, um, my favorite bread in the, cook, in the baked goods book is the um, soda bread. Okay. You should try that one. It's with beans it's, and coconut.
1: And is it vegan? I can't remember.
0: No. Are you vegan?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, shoot. I forgot you were vegan. Okay, okay, well, maybe
1: I can adapt it somehow.
0: Well, there's flatbreads. I don't think you can adapt that particular one, but there, I have um, flatbread and other things with beans in the book for people that are vegan.
1: Okay. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I know I've made, I've made your scones for sure. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, this morning I was thinking about baking something for the holidays that people, because um, you know I'm on this anti-candida diet, right? Yes, and I can't wait so to hear I, all about it.
0: Okay, well, I'll tell you all that. First, I'll
1: just start by saying I was thinking about a lot of my readers who email me, and they've just been diagnosed, and it's so difficult. Because uh, uh, when I tell you what the diet is, involves, you know, some people think, oh, my gosh, what can you eat? Yeah. And so I decided I was going to bake some cookies that um, somebody who was on the very first phase of the diet could still eat. Uh-huh. And um, they have bean, black beans in them. I thought of you this morning. I thought, oh, these are, these are Kelly cookies, you know. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, well, let me, I'll tell
0: you a little bit about the diet if you're interested, sure. I would love to hear how you got started and everything.
1: Okay, well, it's a long story, but, <laughs> um you know, I'm basically, I consider myself a sugar addict, and that goes way back, because, like, I was raised in a house where my dad, he, did, he would not eat anything store-bought, which I guess served us well in one way, huh. but he... My mom, so she baked and she cooked, but she mostly baked everything from scratch. And my two sisters and I just grew up eating, like, home-baked sweets all the time, all did, the time. Did you say mum? Yes. Oh, that's so cute.
0: Is that what they say in Canada?
1: I don't know. It's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, that, I, mum. Well, you know, I mean, growing up, I called my mother mummy. That oh, was cute. what we her. And then when I met other people as an adult and they call their mother mommy mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's a pronunciation thing but no you know what? I think nowadays because on the blog my dogs refer to me as mom <laughs> so uh-huh. I call my mother mom I, anyways whatever okay sorry. I, so, so yeah and then you know in my 20s and 30s I just I really did not live a healthy lifestyle I was eating a lot of junk food and a lot of sweets a lot of sugar but I guess at that age, your body can sort of compensate, you know? Well. And then when I, I hit my 40s, it was just all downhill from there. Oh. <laughs> but, um, you know, I started getting these horrible symptoms, and I went on the Candida diet once way back in 1999. And then um, Now, when you I say was... the Candida diet, which one? Okay, so I saw um, a holistic uh, uh, MD at that time because... I didn't even know about naturopaths at that time. Uh And she gave me this fabulous book, which I do recommend all the time on my blog. It's called um, The Complete Candida Yeast Guidebook. And actually, I have it in my hand right now. It's written by Dr. Zoltan Rona, R-O-N-A, and G.E. Martin. Anyway, there are links to it on my blog page. I have a Candida FAQ page on my blog. Okay, so Uh, everybody go to Diet,
0: Dessert, and Dogs, and you can find the links there.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch okay. of buttons up across the top. So the, all of these links are there. But anyway, that book sort of outlined what it was. And it's a very strict diet because with Candida, what happens is often with sh- people who eat a lot of sugar like me, but even people who, um, for instance, have been on antibiotics mm-hmm. over and over, yeah, um, what that does is it kills the good bacteria in your gut. And then the Candida, which is a form of yeast, just proliferates and takes over. Yeah. Because it feeds on sugars and it, and and it is a yeast and, and it's a, a form of mold, um, what happens is you start getting all these symptoms of yeast and mold. So you can get vaginal yeast infections or you can get oral thrush, which I guess you've had kids. You may be familiar with that because often kids will get thrush, right? They um, do, but m- mine haven't. But, yeah, that is common. Fabulous. You're lucky, yeah, so it's common. And then just other, I mean, the main symptom that people complain about is fuzzy-headedness and just feeling like they're in a fog all the time. And what's actually happening is the yeast is kind of growing out of control, and it's it's influencing you to crave carbs and sweets so it can get fed. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: you know? it, and it can really lead to some extreme things like infertility. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, depression, anxiety. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I had... Uh, the, the second round, so after I did it for two years, and then I thought, oh, okay, I'm I'm home free. And, you know, I, I was eating a holistic diet, but around Christmas 2008, I guess it was, I had been feeling pretty good for almost 10 years, and I just thought, oh, you know, I'll just have one piece of cake, like regular cake <laughs> with sugar and white flour. And I can't even tell you how quickly that just, ooh, into... Full-fledged eating the way I had been before, uh-huh. you know, just awful, awful food. So then I got really sick, and the universe was telling me, "Okay, time to, oh. you know, time to think about this sugar thing." So, uh, you, multiple, can you can you elaborate a little bit when you said really sick? Oh, I had um, multiple sinus infections. I had never had a sinus infection. Oh. Before. And my doctor gave me, of course, antibiotics, Mm -hmm. not realizing, of course, this is going to make it worse, right? Yeah. But I needed them for the sinus infections, because at one point, I'll never forget, I had about 104 fever, Mm -hmm. and I was so sick, we had just come back from the doctor, and I was too weak to get up the stairs to the bedroom. I had to crawl up on my hands and knees. Oh, wow. It was awful. So, um, and then I started getting this horrible rash on my chest, which is, of course, a yeast rash. So... Yes. You know, and I'm sure you've had this experience. You go to your conventional MD, and they give you a prescription. More antibiotics. (laughs) Yeah, or a cream, which she did give me a cream, or they just say, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, I was desperate. I went to a naturopath, and actually at the same time, I ended up also seeing the, the same holistic MD who had seen me 10 years earlier. And she said, um... You know, with candida, once you've had it, you will forever more be prone, more prone than other people to get it again if mm-hmm. you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And every time it comes back, it comes back worse. Yeah. Now, if only she told me that 10 years earlier. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I just, I, I ended up going on both prescription antifungals. It's called, um, dif- uh, no, yeah, Diflucan. Uh-huh. And, you know, the the conventional doctors will tell you never stay on that more than two weeks because they're so worried about your liver and and whatnot. Uh But I was working concurrently with a naturopath who had me on this regime of completely changed diet um, and supplements and all kinds of detoxing. I did infrared sauna. Have you ever done that? No. I know about it. Oh my gosh! It was that was the only like high point of having the, these horrible candida symptoms because <sighs> I got to go to his office every morning five day like for the full week, five days a week. And you sit in there for forty-five minutes, uh-huh. um, and it's silent, right? Because you're in this little box, this wooden box, by yourself. <laughs> and It's warm and it's quiet, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and,
0: and then you have like, to rush out and take a shower and get all those toxins off you.
1: I know, exactly. <laughs> like that was the most peaceful part of my day. Of day. It was great. <laughs> I started to look forward to it. But but anyway, that apparently helps you detox. And, and, you know, most people, I want to preface this by saying most people who have or who are diagnosed with candida and go on this diet, usually you can treat your symptoms in like six weeks to, I think it's three or four months max for most people. um, Because it's a very hard diet to follow. You can't have any refined anything. You can't have any sweeteners. except stevia in the beginning, no fruit, um, nothing moldy, nothing yeasty, nothing fermented. Wow. Alcohol, obviously. Um, it doesn't leave, it doesn't leave a lot. Yeah, exactly. And if you're vegan, you know, most people, they really eat a lot of meat, fish and chicken because it's carb free. So it's not going to feed your yeast. Right. Whereas for me, I had to kind of juggle a little. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a very hard diet, but and so I want to say that, like, for most people, they don't have to stay on it as long as I did. But I was on the strict phase of the diet, I think, for six or eight months. Wow! And I'm still on it. I mean, I'm in phase three now, which means I can use things like coconut sugar in moderation. Uh-huh. But um, it was I, I was what they call a hard case. I mean, my, wow! You know, uh, now, yeah, just, how
0: how were you do, doing the testing? Were you doing the organic acid test, or how were you how were you uh, looking uh, at it?
1: I have a visual manifestation of my illness right there on my chest, my rash, right? Okay. Uh, so, I mean, because I never really, I did have, like, slight fuzzy-headedness, and I have to say, looking back, I think I'm more clear-headed now. But, of course, I'm also going through menopause now, so I can't really tell. Okay.
0: And you don't have to take a test. I mean, it's it's like you said, you can tell by the rash, or you're just based on your symptoms, you can do this. I just didn't know if maybe you had done an organic acid test or something.
1: No, I hadn't done that. We did um, blood tests. Like he, did, my naturopath does live blood test analysis every time I'm there. Oh, so they look at your live. Oh, it's so cool. They look at your live blood under a microscope and they look at the different cells. Wow, and he, it's it's amazing because he projects it up on a computer screen and he says, you know, see this slightly lemon-shaped cell. That's an indication that your liver's under a little bit of stress, and you see wow. this white dot. I mean, you can see your anti antibodies running around. It's just terrific. It's wow, incredible. I know it's so cool. This is and what? What kind of a doctor is this? He's a naturopath. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just called live blood cell analysis. Maybe there's a more technical name that I don't know, but that's what he calls it when he does it. So every time I go for a follow up, they do the live blood cell analysis and they do a urinalysis. analysis, and um, he can show me in the blood. Like he says, you know, you have signs of yeast organisms here and then recently i haven't anymore that's
0: great um, wow
1: but i mean you're never 100 percent free of candida that's just i mean it's actually a natural component of the intestinal tract
0: uh-huh.
1: but usually it's kept in balance by all the good bacteria like the probiotics and in my case it went out of control and it is amazing to me like i have not veered from this diet since march 2009 wow that's <laughs> um, dedication You know what, like I said, I mean, I think in a weird way, you know, you always hear people say they're thankful for their illnesses, and I never really understood that. But I do have to say, in a very strange way, I am thankful for this because it keeps me in line. Uh Because I'm the kind of person that if I could eat chocolate every single day, you know, or if I could eat sugar at every meal, I would. Uh Uh, And this really, like I said, you have a visual reminder, nope, you better watch what you're doing. So even if I you know, bake candida friendly cookies and I eat four cookies in a day uh-huh. and then coconut sugar, that's too much for my system. Wow. Yeah. And and then I mean,
0: I- don't, do you, do you think some of it's mental too? Because I, I think that it, it can be very addictive. Sugar is so addictive that I oh, think, that I think even if you can get off of it, like you said, it's very easy to get back on, and I think it's the yeah. mental mental addiction.
1: I think that's true too, for sure. It's, it's psychological. It's both. I believe it's both. Yeah, yeah definitely sure. both. Because I know if I'm having a hard day, I want to eat something sweet. Yeah, yes, absolutely. yes,
0: yes. It's like and, that, yeah. and I think it has to do with you know being like you said, the way you were in your 20s and 30s. You know, if you're raised or if as an adult, if that's your lifestyle. Then it, it just becomes such a part of, you know, how you identify yourself you know, who you are and, yeah. and wh- wh- what you eat when you need that comfort.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I say this on my blog all the time. My husband, who grew up in a normal household, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have that. He's a normal eater, and it, it always amazes me. Like we can we we went out to dinner um, a couple nights ago to this place called Live uh, Raw Organic cafe and oh my gosh it's one of my favorite places in Toronto um it's a raw food restaurant so if you're on uh, the candida diet there's a lot there that you can eat because it's all Mm -hmm. grain free obviously it's all raw yeah um and they only use natural sweeteners like agave they do use maple syrup sometimes but but I can still find plenty that I can eat there so they mostly use dates don't you think yeah they do use a lot of dates which actually you're not supposed to have on the candida diet because they're so sweet yeah But I did, I was able to find, actually, three desserts. We shared three little desserts for dessert, and I found three that I can have now, at this stage, anyway. Nice. He's he's the kind of guy, you know, I ordered their pizza, and he ordered um, tempeh cakes. And literally, there could, he could be eating, and there could be one pea left on his plate, and he will push his plate away and say, I'm full. (laughs) And I'll I'll say, but there's one pea, it's one pea, just eat it. Just (laughs) No, I'm full, no, you know, and... For someone like me that's just so incomprehensible. <laughs> because if it's there and I like it, I want to eat it all. <laughs> so it's uh it's been a learning experience actually. Well, I was I was a
0: sugar addict myself. And yep. yeah, and I and when I was in college and in my 20s was the height of it and I I mean it was mostly soda. Soda, 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 soda. Yep. And I think it was before before I got pregnant or before we, you know, started, ha- you know, trying to get pregnant with Zoe that I thought, you know, I think that this might be bad that I'm drinking four Cokes a day. Maybe, maybe this is, <laughs> and, and so I tried, this is how I knew I had a
1: problem. I tried to stop. Yeah. And it was very, very hard. <laughs> I'm not, so well, because, you know, they have caffeine in there too, right? Well,
0: yes, but I think it's the sugar. I think the yeah. the main problem is the sugar um, because the same thing hap- would happen to me with, I was at the same, about the same time, really into the Starbucks, uh, like lattes with all the syrup. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and I was getting decaf. So, you know, there's hardly any caffeine and supposedly hardly any caffeine, but the same thing, I would just have to have my, my latte with all that syrup in it. And I mean, wow. I can't even think about the milk now. It just makes my stomach hurt thinking about all that milk, but
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, yeah, I totally agree. And you know it, it, even when I have stuff with stevia, just the fact that it's sweet, and I think that's maybe the more psychological aspect, but I will still crave sweet things, even sweetened with stevia, yeah, you know? and and that's not doing anything to my blood sugar level, so obviously there's something else going on there, yeah. right, right. Um, so yeah. tell me tell me about when
0: when you're on the diet, is, I know there's a lot of restrictions because you don't want to feed the candida, but what yep. about what about putting you know good, good bacteria in? Is there a lot of culture or fermenting or? Yes,
1: yeah. So there are different phases and, and there are also uh, it astounds me how many different versions of the diet there are. So <laughs> some people will say you can't have any fruit at the beginning. and other people will say uh, non-sweet fruits like pears and berries are okay. Uh, Some people think apple cider vinegar is okay because it's been shown to fight, uh, it's been shown to be antifungal. Other people will say apple cider vinegar is not okay because it's fermented and anything fermented will feed it and so on. So you really have to go with what works for your own body. And it took me some trial and experimentation. But um, so the phase is first you want to just kill off the, the excess if you can. So... They will give you, um, depending on, on the, how, um, serious your symptoms are, your naturopath or your doctor will give you either prescription antifungals, which is what they ended up having to give me because nothing, absolutely nothing else worked. Um, or you can take all kinds, there are all kinds of herbal supplements available that will help to diminish the excess as I've, well. I've
0: used, I've used some of the herbal ones. I don't know if you know Biocidin. Oh, no, I don't know that one. Oh, it's awesome. So is that like a brand name? Yeah, that's the brand name and I'll put the link okay. I'll put the link to it under the podcast, but that's the one that I've used and Ashley has used. And I'll tell and, you, I'll tell you Ricky, it's gross. When when Ashley was on that, it I mean, you could see giant white cubes coming out in her stool. Ah! Yeah. Oh my
1: God. Yeah. And that, that would be the fungus, I guess. Yeah. Isn't that um, awesome? Well, you know what? It, 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 it's kind of like ah, it freaks you out, but I'm sure it, it's so important and that, it, that it's it's working that way, right? Well, it was like um, such such proof, you know. It was yeah. Just, yeah. There exactly. it is,
0: you know. It was no denying, no denying it at all that that it was there and that it was yeah. coming out from the bioside, and so
1: yeah. And, and, and she also people, did. She also did statin. Did you try that? I was on a little Nystatin, yep. Yeah, which which is apparently it's not as strong um, as the diflucan. Yeah. Because ny- nystatin only coats the intestinal tract, but it doesn't go into your bloodstream. Supposed- supposedly. Actually- supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. I, guess. I, have, I, mean,
0: I have read that with leaky gut that the, the nystatin can get into the bloodstream.
1: Which actually makes total sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I guess because, you know, I guess it would depend too. Like if you had a sinus infection and it's very difficult to reach the sinuses, even with antibiotics... So if you're trying to treat that with an antifungal, I would think you need something that does get into the bloodstream, ah, uh, so that it can get into those deep crevices. But um, or else do things like neti pots. You can do neti use a neti pot. um, Boil the water. But boy I know. I heard about that Louisiana. (laughs) For heaven's sake, boil the water. (laughs) Oh yes. Or buy just you know. Or distilled. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that.
0: Yeah. I can't even discuss that. That's too (laughs) freaky. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but but I, didn't, um,
0: I didn't mean to get sidetracked. Okay, so
1: yeah. so you're doing so, the Diflucan or, or the natural stuff, either one. Yeah, and um, the, the, one of the cl- cleanses that I'm using is called um, Can Candy Stop. Uh-huh. Um, and it's capsules that contain things like black walnut and oregano um, uh, leaves and various different antifungals as well. There's some echinacea in there to boost your immune system and so on, I believe. I, so used, I,
0: I used oregano to get rid of strep throat.
1: Yes, because it's, it's antimicrobial. Isn't that awesome? What are talking about? Oil of oregano, right? Oil of oregano. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. I use it all the time in the winter. Yeah, absolutely. So go on. Even just, even just, sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, did you ask me which one I use? Oh, no, I said I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say even just garlic. You know, raw garlic is a great um, antimicrobial yeah. to too. So, that, so I, I started off doing all that at, at the same time that I was on this diet that was prescribed by my naturopath. So we, like, for instance, the one thing that he did that was a little different from a lot of other practitioners, um, a lot of anti-candida diets say, I think the only nuts you, you're allowed often are um, raw almonds because oh. they're the least prone to grow fungus and that like peanuts are an absolute no-no because they're covered right. in fungus but yeah um,
0: a lot of people don't know peanuts are covered in fungus that's why we don't eat them
1: oh for sure and i remember learning in nutrition school this is one of those facts that i'm going to carry with me to my grave when uh conventional farmers gr- are, are uh, growing and in, in the years that their fields are fallow they grow peanuts in those fields to absorb all the toxins from their pesticides oh wow And so they know that peanuts will just absorb all this. So unless you're buying organic peanut butter, folks, you know, I mean, I I used to, I I do give my dogs organic peanut butter, though, I have to say. Uh (laughs) But anyway, so, but my naturopath said, um, you know, most nuts do have some possible fungal contamination, and it's minimal. So his theory was, you know, walnuts and Brazil nuts are no worse than almonds,
0: So Mm -hmm. he actually
1: allowed me to have a broader range of nuts than most people. And I think that's partly because of the vegan diet. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was fine for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess I sort of feel like you can never eradicate all the yeast anyway. So if I've slowed my progress by a couple months in the long term because of eating those nuts, I I can live with that. You know, Mm -hmm. eventually I'll reach a balance again anyway. Um, So, yeah, I was very careful with my diet. And I did. I learned to make fermented foods for the first time and it was so much fun to make fermented vegetables do you have those recipes on your site i do um it, it uh, the post is called cultured vegetables i think or if you look in the um recipe index it's cultured vegetables
0: i i really want to do that i crave i crave cultured vegetables have you made them before i've bought them before
1: uh, but you buy the kind that have to be refrigerated right uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah if, yeah. if they're shelf-stable without being refrigerated, then they're not then they're usually um, artificially fermented with vinegars. And what you want are the ones that are naturally fermented. Like, uh, it, it could not be easier, Kelly. I'm telling you. You buy yeah, yourself uh-huh. a cabbage uh-huh. and take off the outside leaves until you get to the clean ones. And then you shred it. I shredded it in the food processor just to make it even easier. Uh-huh. Um, and you take maybe two of the leftover leaves and... Uh, create like a slurry with some water in your processor. Uh-huh. Then you pack that into a jar as tightly as you can and pour the slurry on top and seal it. And let it sit for a week on the counter. You don't have to, You don't even have to add salt if you don't want to. Oh. Um, you just let it, and there are natural um, probiotics in the cabbage already if it's organic. And it, it will start to darken. You know how like sauerkraut gets dark? Do you press uh, it?
0: Because I know Allie from, you know, Whole Life Nutrition, she was telling me she presses it. Before she jars it, you mean? Yeah, like she was saying she has this this um, pot sort of thing on the counter that has
1: like a weight on top, and it just keeps getting, push, oh. pushing it down. I think that's probably to break the fibers. Oh. Um, so that it'll be, so it'll ferment more quickly. But oh. I guess if, like, what I do is I kind of punch it with my fist into the jar. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're kind of packing it as tightly as you possibly can. You don't want air in there, oh. um, and I find that just does the same thing. And then when you pour the, the liquid on top, it fills all the little crevices, right? And it helps to start. And I mean, they do sell um, starter powders to to start the fermentation process if you want it to be faster. I bought.
0: That's what I bought. I actually did make it myself once, and then I just ended up buying it after that. And I can't yeah. remember what's that.
1: What's that website? The diet. Oh, body ecology. B-O-D, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. with, um, oh, gosh, I forget the woman's name now, but Donna Gates. Is yes, Donna Gates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and she has a great recipe on her site. I think that's where my teacher got her recipe. So they can go to Donna Gates' site, too, and, and they'll, have, uh, they'll find the recipe there as well. Yeah. And you can add, you know, different kinds of, like, we put some carrot and some daikon radish grated up in ours, and it was lovely. It was a really delicious dish and it gives you all that good probiotics those natural probiotics that exist already in the earth right 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 so i just love cultured vegetables that's, that's so cool and what
0: about what about like kombucha or have you done that
1: well yeah <laughs> i say yeah I, you know what i, I have tried it. you you shouldn't be drinking kombucha in the early stages for sure and that's one of those slightly controversial foods i think that some people say are okay and some people say are not oh Kombucha is actually it's naturally fermented, so it's totally natural. But what they use to start the process it, is sugar, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but when you, by the time you drink it, all that sugar's been eaten by the bacteria, right? So like that's yogurt. Like, yeah, like yogurt. And I mean, if you look at the label on kombucha, the, the actual sugar count is very low. Uh huh. Um, but so I wait. I really waited because I had been reading about kombucha, and so many other bloggers talk about kombucha and how much they love it. And um, I actually went. I met a couple of um, Toronto area bloggers downtown: um, Jillian Young and Lisa Pittman from Vegan Culinary Crusade. Uh huh. And um, we had brunch together, and they are both huge kombucha fans. And so we went to the local market and we bought some kombucha, and, and it was so funny because uh-huh. uh, I live far from downtown. It takes me like an hour to drive downtown, and I had to drive home after. And Jillian was saying how when she drinks kombucha, she almost gets like a little buzz. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because I think it has, like, 0.05% alcohol. I don't know what, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I was all worried that I wouldn't be able to drive while we do <laughs> But it really, it's nothing like that. It's just really a lovely, warming drink. I mean, and and I didn't notice any alcoholic effects. Well, well
0: they, have to, they have to regulate it, or at least here they do, because um, a year or two ago, it was actually too much alcohol, and they had to take it off the shelves for a while.
1: Oh you're kidding? No. So we, oh, couldn't, we couldn't
0: we couldn't get it for a couple months until they, you know, wow. made, made sure that it was below
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kombucha prohibition. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you can make it yourself too apparently. But Yeah, I haven't.
0: Um, I, I don't know if I could do it. I think I'd get too grossed out.
1: I think I would, too, by the, the starter process. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's something I keep to a bare minimum, like maybe once every four or five months. I've only had it twice um, because I'm really worried also about that sort of sugar effect. And um, even though I know it has good bacteria in it, it still does also have some sugar. So,
0: And what about, like, vegan yogurt?
1: You know what? I never really did get into that, I have to say. You're not uh, a
0: fan or you think it's not not good for the diet?
1: Well, I am not a fan. I, I really don't like the taste to me. They I I now we let me preface that by saying we don't have coconut yogurt here yet, so I've never tasted that. Um, because I love coconut milk and uh-huh. um, it took a long time for it to come to Canada. But the soy-based yogurts to me anyway, they just taste too beany. I've really- never
0: had a soy I've never had the soy kind, but I make my own um, yogurt with nut milk and coconut mil- like coconut milk and cashew milk.
1: You do? Oh, oh my yeah. god. So what do you use to ferment it? I just use
0: my probiotics. And it works, does it? Yeah. I I, 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 I aim for about twenty-five to thirty billion um, of the probiotics for every six or eight cups of of nut milk. Okay. So, like, some probiotics that are really expensive are are almost twenty five or 30, thirty billion for one capsule, and then you just need one capsule. Whereas the ones you know that you buy at the store, you might need like nine because they're only three billion. Sure, yeah. But um, and is, is the recipe on your blog? Oh yeah, in my book, my blog. I've, I've oh, put, how did I miss that? Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna make it. Well, I, I should I should warn you. Um, I've had much better success using gelatin, but I have made, I have made it with uh, oh gosh agar. Thank you, thank you agar. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, blanking agar powder. Do you get agar powder or do you have flakes there? Um, you can get both. Okay, I I prefer the powder because it's so much easier to dissolve it. Right.
0: And it's more concentrated. Sometimes I think people try and substitute the flakes for the powder in my recipes, and it doesn't set. And then I get I get comments, and
1: they're like, it's so runny. And, yeah. and I, ah. Uh, uh. But anyway. Yeah. I, ordered- I think people don't realize that the flakes, the volume, you can have the same, you know, two tablespoons, but it's so much lighter in weight because there's all that airspace between the yes. flakes, right? Yes. Um, but you yes. know what you can do? Because I don't know about over there, but over here, the powder is really expensive. No, I get um, it on iHerb. Do you have... Do, you, do, you, do you, I love iHerb? Yes! It's oh, a great site, yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, with, with Canadian deliveries, though, you pay duty and you pay taxes and all yeah. that stuff. But one day I will, um, I don't know, I'll, I'll place like a huge order so it won't matter. But, um, <laughs> but you can do if you find that you want to use the flakes. What I've done in the past is grind them in my coffee grinder. Ah. And then you get like a pseudo powder. It's not quite as fine as the powder, but it's still much easier to work with.
0: But you would still have to experiment. I don't want I don't want people to think that if they make a powder with the flakes, they can just substitute it when I when I say powder. No, you can't.
1: You're right because you you still still have
0: to. You still have to experiment. I'm not sure. I don't know if that would be the same one to
1: one ratio if you did that. No, it wouldn't because when I did my um, vegan coconut milk whipped cream, Uh I did two, two versions. One was with the actual powder that you buy, and one was with my homemade powder, and it was almost like. Two to one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay, good.
1: So, yeah, you definitely would need more more powder.
0: Yeah. But, um, well, I just and- have a hard time with my yogurt. It seems like I either put too much agar powder or not enough, and it's hard to find. I,
1: yeah. I just have a hard time balancing it. I find with agar that it is difficult because when it's so fine, I mean, if you're going to measure by weight, you have to be very precise, I think, with agar. Or if you just do by volume, even with the powder, I don't know if it's different kinds of agar or it's different different if they find it from different locations or what yeah but or just climate types. or yeah it may be heavier it may and if it actually weighs more it's going to be you're going to get it more more of a gel effect and if it weighs less then you won't right exactly exactly no but um, i that, but i love the yogurt though that's like my favorite culture oh i think. must try it i must try it but you just made me think of something else when you're talking about gelling effects have you ever used um irish moss no it's another seaweed, oh. um, which I learned about through Megan Telpner, who's a big proponent of Irish moss. Um, she's a, a nutritionist here, uh, making love in the kitchen. I don't know if you know her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she uses Irish moss all the time, and she actually sells it. So I bought some from her at the vegetarian food fair last September, and I haven't I haven't <laughs> been brave enough to try it yet. So it's this. It looks like this jelly grayish seaweed, and it, when you buy it in a bag. It isn't dried out the way agar is, or the way like nori sheets are, or something. It's like a gel already, and it almost looks like this these filaments, this whole network of spider webby filaments. I can't even explain it. Huh? Um, and it's jelly to the touch. So wow! And and apparently, what it is is the original um, seaweed form of carrageenan. Ah. Oh. So when you put carrageenan as an ingredient, it comes from Irish moth. So what you have to do is, like, rinse out, like, little pebbles and things. They, they literally <laughs> take it out of the water and dry it. And then you soak it till it softens up, and you blend it to, like, a gel. And then you throw, like, a tablespoon of the gel into your mousse or your cheesecake or something like that. Like, and it like adds, psyllium. Yes, which I, I – the, the funny thing about psyllium – it's often used. I think as uh, you you mentioned this, or um, someone mentioned this recently. That psyllium is often used in raw foods. Yeah, I did. Uh huh. Yeah, and so that's how I knew about psyllium because Me too. I had used it in raw recipes. Yes, but I've never used it in baking. Neither have I. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought to. you had tried it. So no. I think it's, it's a, it sounds like a great substitute for. Yeah. No, things.
0: I I saw that that Amy Green had yeah. had done that with the psyllium in baking, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never done that I've only like you said I've only
1: done it with raw pies yeah that's exactly what I used it for but I mean Amy said that it rolls out beautifully and the texture is really nice and so I'm just dying to try this stuff now I bet it's I, like chia meal that's how I feel chia meal is
0: yep. it gives you that it gives you that gumminess that 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 you get from gum
1: yes exactly yeah I know so many people these days seem to be veering away from uh, xanthan gum yeah yeah So, uh, you know, and whereas I don't particularly have a problem with it, but I think it certainly doesn't hurt to try new things. And if you can get, because it's usually corn based, right? It Um, is usually corn based. And is it allowed on the diet? Because it's, it's a kind of mold, right? Well, you know, again, I would—I wasn't using it in the early stages, uh-huh. but I'm at the point now where things like, like I, for instance, can use a little bit of xanthan gum, I can use apple cider vinegar, which I couldn't at the beginning, uh-huh. things like, you, you sort of start to reincorporate some of, some of the foods back into your diet, and because it's always in such minute amounts, like a quarter of a teaspoon or half a teaspoon, I don't worry about it, because I don't seem to have a reaction, uh-huh. but... I think, like I said earlier, people really have to know their own body and what yeah. they react to and what they don't. Yeah. Because uh, you know, a friend of mine who was on a candida diet, she was eating apples and pears um, right from the beginning. Huh. If I had if I had done that, I would have had a reaction at the beginning. Right. Right. So, everybody's different, and it really it, that's part that's partly what makes it so frustrating for people because you really just have to experiment and take the time required to see what works for you and what doesn't. And it's it's really a slow process, you know. Like, yeah. we are so, I think in our society, we're so accustomed to having that instantaneous reaction when you get a pill, yes. you know, like yes. the next day you feel better. Whereas, like I, I said earlier, it took six or eight months before I started seeing any progress at all on this diet. Yeah. It's so true. I, you know, and if I had given up. But I, I have found nowadays, like I said, if I... If I veer off and I eat a little too much of, you know, something made with flour or even too many, you know, I have potatoes two days in a row, and I get symptoms, it's so fascinating to me because I still have all those creams that they gave me at the beginning, and I can use them, but they the relief is very temporary. Mm -hmm. But if I start increasing my greens and I start eating more spirulina and I start taking more wheatgrass, in a day, the symptoms are gone. Wow. So, it, you know, I think in the long run, it's so important what you eat, and it may take longer to get there, uh-huh. but once you're there, the results are going to be much more permanent, I think.
0: Well, that's a good point. I don't think everyone realizes that, that like, leafy greens, and like you were saying, how, how, how much that affects your intestinal tract.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, I think greens, and especially um, anything with, uh, chlorophyll, like like spirulina or chlorella, they um, have the most amazing detoxifying properties, uh-huh. and they're very alkalizing. Right. Right. So, for me, like my, my naturopath always would say to me when I would be depressed about my slow progress, and he would say, You know, it's the terrain. You've got to change the terrain so that it can't grow in that terrain. And an oh. alkaline terrain will not allow candida to grow. It just won't. It doesn't go where it's very alkaline. Well, and that's so, another
0: another point with that, getting back to my, my soda addiction that I used to have. It's <laughs> so acidic in people. Oh, my gosh. People who are addicted to soda don't realize how acidic their bodies are.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. that
0: is just where, that's where the, the candida thrives, is in that acidic environment.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I think sugar is probably the most acidifying thing you can eat, right? I believe, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know that carbonated beverages are not that far behind. Right right I used to be a diet Pepsi addict so diet, but still it was the carbonate the carbonated water in there that is really bad for you. It um, is
0: I forget why my nature path used to always tell me that um, carbonated un, unnatural carbonation not like yeah. not like not like a uh, Pellegrino right yes yeah. was, was really not good for you. Do you know why that is?
1: Well, I think just because it's very acidifying also. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, it, it draws minerals out of your bones. Oh, like sugar? Yeah, yeah like sugar, exactly. Oh, so, so the combination. <laughs> is Oh, it's horrible, for so sure. So bad for you. Wow.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. And so what I do now,
1: because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I do miss my carbonated beverages. So um, if I'm really craving something like that, what I'll do is I'll just take, a plain, naturally carbonated mineral water like Pellegrino or something like that, and I will add just a dash of unsweetened uh, cranberry juice and a splash of lime juice. Well, that's what my family does. They love they yeah.
0: love to do that. We we can get Pellegrino at the Costco here, and so you know, not every time I go, but once in a while as a treat, I'll get it, and they'll they'll put um, like root beer, stevia in it.
1: Oh, great! You <laughs> can't get that here. Oh. That sounds wonderful. Well, again,
0: I get it on iHerb, so you could do that. But I know you have to pay all that shipping. Um, I see I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and and
1: place a huge order so I get everything at once and then,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then you have, like, a warehouse full of
1: (laughs) (laughs) stock. (laughs) Well, because I I did get, uh, I guess about a year ago now, maybe a bit more, I got some samples of New Natural Stevia, uh which I adore, but they don't sell it in Canada. What about the so now will, foods? Pardon me. Can you get can you get now foods stevia? Yes, which is my second choice. Uh, yeah. I love, I love their, that, but they don't have as many flavors, right?
0: No, not yet. Yeah, I, ho- I hope that they'll have more. But I do love the stevia that they have the vanilla the vanilla stevia.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think theirs is an excellent brand too, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it has you much do- less aftertaste.
1: You mean even the new naturals for you?
0: The now foods? I haven't tried New Naturals. I hear it's really good, but I have oh, Yeah, I would say they're
1: comparable. They're 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 about the same in okay. my, my taste buds. Yeah. For okay, sure. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and, no, and I
0: you're... I don't actually um miss carbonation. For me for me I don't think it was the carbonation, it was the sugar and so I don't I don't I don't really drink anything carbonated. Well, that's not true. I drink kombucha yeah <laughs> which which is and, fizzy, but it's not carbonated,
1: and it gives you that nice warm tingle right <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, and yeah, I love cavita I just... I also oh I, I'm not familiar with that oh you have to try cavita what is it i i you know I should have looked it up the last time I, I i think it was Lexi and I in our in our first podcast we're we're talking about um kombucha and and cavita. And and I and I said it then, I, I'm not sure if it's actually, I don't think it's kombucha. I think it's just like a probiotic drink. Oh, yum. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to look into that and tell me what you think. Oh, that reminds me, before I forget, Lexi and I have, we've, we're dying to ask you, so I'll, I'll ask you for both of us. Okay. <laughs> About nutritional yeast. Oh, Yeah is is it says it, that it doesn't contain, contain candida albicans
1: right but does that from mean what I, does that mean it won't feed candida well from what i understand nutritional yeast is actually dead yeast and it's a different strain so it's not the the, the worry when you're on a candida diet isn't that it's going to feed the candida it's that your body is going to react to this yeast the way it would react to a similar yeast as in candida. So it's the way, you know, if someone's allergic to walnuts and they might have a similar reaction to other nuts simply because their body sees it as a nut. Um, So they're worried more about an allergic trigger and that way you're just going to hamper your healing if you're always having these reactions, your immune system's reacting.
0: Oh, because your immune system is reacting in
1: a similar way to uh, just a yeast or a mold right
0: oh because that makes that's that I mean. makes sense to me now because i remember someone telling me
1: that it wasn't actually yeast and i guess they just meant that it was dead yeast that's what i've read is that yeah it's not a live yeast so it can't actually proliferate in your system anyway but it, they're afraid that you're going to have a reaction to it so do, do you have a reaction do you use it I I haven't been using it since I was on this diet, and then um, I think I I had tried one. It probably was at a place like Live Foods or I was at a a restaurant where it was part of the the dish, and I thought, you know, well, I've been on this for over (laughs) almost three years. It's time to give this a try and see what happens, and actually, I didn't have a reaction at this point. No, I was fine. Huh. I, st- I still would not – because, you know, I used to put nutritional yeast into my smoothies. I used it on popcorn and stuff like that, the way vegans use nutritional yeast a lot as a cheese substitute. Yeah. Um, so I did used to – cook. Like, if you look at my blog before 2009, I had a lot of recipes with nutritional yeast, but I still would not use it on a regular basis now anyway. Okay. I, I, I would be a little bit too afraid to sort of bring it back. So, that you're, I, so I th- that's just
0: what your gut is telling you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I think – For me, you know, at this point, anything like that that I've brought back in, I'm trying to keep it to a real minimum, like maybe once a month and see what happens. Um, So, for instance, for, I think it was for my birthday, my husband and I went out for um, sushi to this restaurant where they, it's this amazing place where they have um, a a dedicated gluten-free menu. Oh, wow. Yes, and vegan options. It's called Akasaka Japanese food. And you can ask for the for the gluten free menu. And so I ordered some, you know, vegetable sushi. And um, I wanted to order one that sounded like it should be fine. I think it was just rice and mango or something. And she said, "No, no, no, that's not gluten free. You must not have that." You know, she, they were very strict. So they had a bottle of gluten free uh, tamari, right? So the ingredients were only, uh, I think, soybeans and water or something like that. And or alcohol. but it was rags. Like, I usually will have Bragg's, which is supposed to be naturally fermented uh-huh. soy sauce. Right. I, I thought, I was in a restaurant. Okay, I'm going to try it. And so I did try it, and um, my nose became blocked within about 20 minutes. I could hardly <gasps> Oh, my goodness. I have no idea if that specific thing is what caused it, but I know when I use Bragg's, that doesn't happen. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, it was gluten-free. So... You know, certain things work and certain things don't. You've got to, like I said, you just got to experiment and see. Wow. Have you tried coconut aminos? Um, I have not seen them in the stores here, so no.
0: I haven't haven't either. I ordered some from Azure Standard, and I tried it once, and I didn't really like it when I put it it in something. But I wasn't following a recipe, so I think that I should try it again and follow somebody's recipe. But, um... is it very different from the taste of something like bread? I think so. Yeah, hmm. I think it is, but I think well. it's. I think it's similar the way it's naturally done,
1: though. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm sure that it's you know perfectly fine for somebody on. Well, I shouldn't say I'm sure. I'm assuming it's perfectly fine for somebody on candida as long as there are no sweeteners, no alcohol. You know, then it's and it's a natural product. So because huh. I know coconut, coconut is considered one of the best foods, and coconut oil. Um, caprylic acid, which come which is made from coconut oil, is one of the main antifungal um, natural supplements that people take. Yes, coconut oil is amazing for. Isn't it? Oh, I yeah, love. <laughs> it? it's so funny because before I was on this diet, like years ago, I would never have thought of myself as someone who likes to eat nuts. And certainly, I I actually actively didn't like coconut. And now I just love all nuts and I <laughs> love coconut. <laughs> So it's well, amazing. your tastes change. change. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Have you found that as you've changed your diet as well? Oh, so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so so yeah. much has changed. But back to the so I asked you about the nutritional yeast. What about um, when you bake with yeast? Now that that's not allowed, right?
1: Not allowed um, because that's still alive, right? It has yeah. to be alive to work. And and I guess even though you bake it, you're killing the yeast in the heat of the oven, but um, they still say that they think you might react to it. Okay. And I have to I have to admit, I never, even when I was, you know, I'm not a big bread person, um, so I never really cooked with, or baked with yeast anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh, It always kind of, I don't know, maybe it was like an instinctive thing. I knew I shouldn't go too close to the yeast or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Your body was telling you. I don't usually feel like I have such great intuition, but in that case, I guess I did. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I just naturally didn't find baking with yeast appealing. So I really I don't have a lot of experience at all with it. I've never done it myself, but I've bought
0: bread with yeast in it. Yeah. Um, so I was just wondering if I, I, I was pretty sure it wasn't allowed.
1: No, it isn't. Not know. even
0: in like the third phase, right? I mean, it's just not, and in, in, in any phase.
1: I think most diets do not allow it in any phase. Yeah. I mean unless you're in maintenance at that point you might want to try it.
0: Most of the anti candida. And when you say most of the diets you mean most of the anti candida diets.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: And and the one that I followed mostly is called the whole approach diet. Oh. Uh, and they have a site www.wholeapproach.com. Um so you can read their diet there and and it's run by some some uh, registered nurses I think at least one of whom herself has been dealing with candida for years and years and years. And so they've outlined this amazing program, and um, you can just look on their forums. Anytime I have a question about a particular food, is it allowed or not allowed, if I do a search on their forums, I'll usually find at least a few posts that discuss it and why it is either good or not good, or it'll, it'll allow you to make your own decision based on what they say. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's a great site. It's a fabulous site. What so- is it again? whole approach whole approach okay.com and I really relied on it a lot at the beginning for sure. Oh yeah so it was very useful.
0: Fascinating this is so fascinating (laughs) and it's almost been an hour and we've just been going. Oh my
1: goodness. I know I know
0: you're gonna have to come on multiple times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted to ask you all about your your diet and your kids diet and we didn't even talk about baking. With oh, beans. we oh, we still have a we
0: still have a few minutes, but I just wanted to tell you that that was you know, holy,
1: holy moly, yeah. <laughs> but um. But, I mean, you must have experimented for hours before you came up with your recipes using whole beans rather than bean flour. I'm guessing. Um,
0: I mean. Yes and no. The, the the first time I made something with beans I was following someone else's bean recipe. Okay. So I was doing Lauren from Healthy Indulgence's um, chocolate bean cake. Oh yeah. And that was the first that was the first time I ever saw or heard of baking with whole beans because I, I don't like bean flour.
1: Oh really? No, so you find it do you find it has a different taste in the final baked good versus beans?
0: Personally, I don't think that, I, I can't, I, I think that they're completely different. Huh? I okay. mean, I find that the taste of bean flour is just wildly different than the taste of cooked whole beans. Wow. I, I mean, I, I really hard, I can hardly taste the bean at all, if if at all, when I cook with whole beans.
1: Yes, I find that's true too.
0: So, but anyway, so yeah, so I made hers first and and then I started experimenting on my own after that. And some of the recipes took a lot more experimenting the, than others. Like for instance, the um soda bread that I had mentioned because I forgot you were vegan. Um that took some more, you know, developing to do the to do a bread that was a bread made with bean flour or not bean flour, whole beans.
1: Yeah.
0: But um but yeah. It's okay. some some somewhat of a process.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know how it I is. Know, I mean, I I just love it now. And I like I said. I mean, I think you know, after I made those buckwheat, um, they were buckwheat and beans. I think. right? Yeah. yeah the biscuits. Um, I thought, oh my gosh, this is just like delicious and perfect. And you make such a great point about how using the beans versus the flour. I mean, you're using – you can buy the dried beans and soak them. It's so much more economical. Yeah. Um, so why not just go to the source, right? Yeah. And what I like about it, too, is it um, it adds moisture. So you're not always using as much of the soy milk or the almond milk or something like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. But I have to tell you, your um, banana cream pie, which – as you know, I make with pear because supposedly banana is too sweet for those of us on the ACD. Right. So I make your banana cream pie with pear. Oh, my. It, it is such a staple in my house. I love it. Aww. And, I, and I do what you suggested. I eat it for breakfast. <laughs> well, the chia.
0: I mean, people don't realize how amazing chia is for you. And it's got yeah. quite a bit of chia in that pie and, you yeah, know,
1: exactly. naturally tech- sweetened. It's a great texture. It's so smooth. And it's just, I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Thank you. I love, I love pie. I love the texture of it. And I love that you can use something like chia seed meal and, and get, you know, like a vegan pie so that it comes out so well.
1: Yeah, it really, really does. I'm, and I'm actually not a pie person. So for me, that's a big thing to be. Oh. pie. <laughs> thank you. And I'm a big fan of your dips. I've made a couple of your
0: dips and they're awesome. Oh. The be- oh, great, great. Yeah, the one with the beans and oh, what was the other one? Well, and of course I made the um the cream with the, that I did the review of your book. Oh,
1: you did the whipped cream.
0: Yes. Oh, excellent. Awesome. Awesome. Yay, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Making me hungry.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so have you eaten lunch today or? um i did I, I i had a little bite before we got i actually had a brunch today i was a bit a bit late eating so i had my my matcha tea every morning i have my matcha tea uh-huh. and i had a, um, a fa- i do like a spicy fava beans Ooh! Uh, it's called uh, madame full it's an african dish i think or um and so it's spicy fava beans with some sauteed onion and garlic and jalapeno so I, I start the day off hot, and um, I love your I, accent, Ricky. It's so cute. My accent, oh I my god!
0: You said had, "say sautéed" again. Sautéed. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: it sounded it
0: sounded different the first time you said oh, maybe it. I
1: said saute. Maybe I said sauté. Maybe I said sauté. Well, yeah. you know, I'm original. I'm originally from Montreal, so I have a little bit of that French influence. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, um, like one t- someone was once making fun of me. I was saying something. We did something in lieu of something else, and they said, oh, you mean in lieu of? (laughs) Because I was just naturally saying the French pronunciation, because that's how I heard it my whole life. (laughs) it makes it sound like I'm trying to be very posh and very uppity, but no, that's just the way I learned it when I was a kid. But you're you're pronouncing it correctly. (laughs) If you're in France, maybe.
0: (laughs) I recently had a similar thing with... um, uh, the German pancake or the Dutch baby? Oh yeah, because okay. i I was trying to figure out what the difference is and if and if the if the Dutch baby was Dutch or if it was Deutsch, oh, yes, because Deutsch is, you know how a German person doesn't say German, they say Deutsch.
1: Oh, you're right. So you mean you thought it might be the same. Like on actual- this
0: pronunciation, you know, like you were just saying, I bet you're right. Yeah. Because, because back in Pennsylvania where Andy's from, the Pennsylvania Dutch are Deutsch. They're German.
1: Okay. So. so there you go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pronunciation. It's funny, too, because we work so much of our time online in like writing that we see and read without saying aloud uh-huh. that oftentimes with the pronunciation, you just can't be sure what the way you pronounce it. Right, right, right,
0: right. right. So. So, so what have you been most into eating lately? Is it that that spicy beans? and?
1: Well, like I said, I'm really trying to incorporate a lot more beans and legumes in my foods. So mm-hmm. I, I've been looking at things like that. I did, um, I'm, I'm trying to do a patty, actually. I'd love to do a, a really good bean patty because I don't have, I have one recipe on my blog for a chickpea patty, a veggie chickpea patty that I love, but I want to start using other beans more. So, mm-hmm. um, and then... This morning I made these cookies with black beans, which was great. Ooh. Um, so those oh, are Oh, the ones be, you
0: mentioned, yeah.
1: Yeah, those are going to go up. I hope I can post them before the holiday because I want people to be able to eat them for the holidays. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the other thing which I, I haven't been doing a lot of but I really want to do more of is raw foods. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just love raw foods, and I think they're so good for you. And, yeah, um, absolutely. So that's going to be my... Where I'm going in the new year, I think I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to be doing a cleanse in January, Um, Uh uh so so I'm obviously going to be eating more raw food for that. Are you following Allie's or which one? I'm actually going to follow Megan Telpner's. She's doing talks at the beginning. It's a two week, uh, just a whole foods. It's not anything too severe, and um, so I'll be doing that, and then. I, I, I'm going to actually be co-hosting a, a detox, and it's a sugar detox in March Ooh. With, with Andrea Nakayama of Replenish PDX. Yes, I love her. Oh, she's amazing. So yes. she, what's great about her is not only does she tell you what to do when you're trying to cut sugar out of your life, but she has a very – she always gives you the sort of scientific background so you understand what's happening inside your body and brain while – these cravings are happening or while you're detoxing or whatever. Uh-huh. And I found it so useful to know that. So yeah. we kind of teamed up, and, and she's the science, and I'm more the psychology aspect of the cleanse uh-huh. um, because of my long experience with the psychological impact of being a sugar addict. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're going to do that in March. So that's kind of going to be a follow-up to my uh, cleanse in well, January. Speaking of March, is that when Nourished is? Nourished is on April 13th. Thank you for asking. I'm yes. so excited okay. about this. April. This, yeah, it's April 13th, and it's right before the Gluten-Free Expo, and uh, Gluten-Free and Food Allergy and Expo. And you're speaking. And I am. I'm so thrilled. Um, this is the conference, Nourished Food Bloggers Conference, for um, bloggers who deal with um, food restrictions and dietary sensitivities. And it's the one that um, Amy Green of Simply Sugar and Gluten-Free and Jen Cafferty, who has? Um, she's sort of behind the food um, the expo, food free expo. So they teamed up to bring this food bloggers conference, and it's just the lineup of people. I mean, when when yeah. they asked me if I would speak on this panel, I was so excited because I thought, first of all, I'm going to get to meet them in person, which I haven't yet. But yeah. these people on the panel, like you're, I'm, you're probably familiar with everybody, but Sylvana Nardone is uh-huh. going to be on. Uh-huh. Um, Diane Jacob who, who writes uh, will write for food so it's all about food blogging and food writing she's an amazing editor and uh, I guess writing coach and Susan Voisin who is kind of like the the icon of vegan food bloggers I adore her and I can't wait to meet her oh
0: you're gonna have so much fun
1: oh it's gonna be great so I'm very excited to be talking about uh, dietary restrictions on the panel so for, it's
0: how many of you guys it's you and how many others for on
1: that panel Um, I believe it's me and Carolyn Ketchum, who writes um, All Day I Dream About Food, and she's uh, a diabetic, so she's going to talk about the aspect of sugar from that perspective, and I'm going to talk about, from my perspective, candida and also veganism. Okay, so just you two. The others that
0: you mentioned are different topics.
1: Yeah, they're doing uh, individual presentations, or some of them may be presenting together, but if you go to... um, nourishedfbc.com uh, so the letters FBC stand for Food Blogger Conference and I'll put that link too under under the podcast okay um, and if you look at the presenter page it'll, it'll tell you a little bit about everybody and what they'll be talking about so exciting oh, so, so that's in she April there. I, would, I don't know
0: I have to see because Andy has a conference in Chicago also in April and I'm hoping it's the same month Right. And then we can, I'm sorry, not the same month, same weekend. Same weekend, yeah. That's what I meant. Um, <laughs> it is the same month.
1: And like, the same weekend would be the same month. So that's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my, uh, my hubby's coming with me, too, so I'm very excited. Oh, cool. And I've never been to, neither of us have ever been to Chicago. Oh, well, it's is it going to be in Chicago or
0: out, just outside?
1: I think it's just outside. but But you'll, I, but
0: I, you'll get to visit while you're there.
1: Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure um, that the HH is hoping he'll get to visit while we're there. So.
0: <laughs> He's not going to sit and listen to all the speakers all day?
1: Not in the least. No. no he wants to go explore the city. Like I said, he has no food restrictions, and he doesn't care. But about <laughs> He's happy to eat what I cook, but you know what? He, it, 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 yeah, It's unnerving sometimes. He can eat whatever he wants and wow. he never has any problems, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Well. well, this has been
0: great, and, and it's we have just barely touched on some of the things that we wanted to talk about.
1: No, I know. So,
0: so you're going to have to do
1: this again. I would love to. Thank you so much. Okay. It's, been, it's just been a blast. Thanks so much. Um, and have a great – I hope you have a great Christmas and a new year. You, too. You, too. What okay. do, you, do you have anything special planned? Are you going away? And uh, we're not going away this year. We we used to go to Montreal in the winters, but we decided to just stay home and chill
0: this year. Oh, that's nice. That'll yeah, be nice. really
1: looking forward to some downtime.
0: Yeah, You well, it's been busy.
1: Yeah. This, this past yeah. month has been busy for you. It's been crazy. So, yeah, this will be really nice to just take it easy, eat some good food. Uh-huh, sit, uh-huh, Yeah, and just relax.
0: Cool. Well, I want you to come back on soon, Okay.
1: It would be my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: And if I don't get to see you in Chicago, then we'll definitely do this again before then.
1: Okay, that sounds great, Kelly.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Ricky.
1: My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.